Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. No one is more locked From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. It's so fascinating to me, and I love thinking about sports through the general manager perspective because, not, like, not that I was close to being a GM, but like, it's the thing that you and I are like the most qualified to think about. I would say intellectually between like coach, player, and GM. Um, Mahomes signed the lifetime contract because of Andy Reid. Like he just knew that there was the grass was not going to be greener. And so he was like, eh, I'm not going to be the highest paid guy. I don't want my free agency to come up every couple of years. I know the cap will go up and I'll end up being like the eighth or ninth highest paid quarterback in the league. And that'll feel ridiculous. And maybe we'll have to restructure it at some point and blah, blah, blah. But like, I want to be sure that I'm here for Andy Reid and Andy Reid's here for me. And that's why no one's talking about Andy Reid retiring after this game if he goes out a winner because he'd be insane to because he's got Pat Mahomes. And that's the thing with Hurts and all of these other guys. Like, you wonder what is Hurts when Kelsey retires and Devontae Smith needs to get paid and – things kind of, you know, the roster turns over. Tyreek Hill left and Mahomes won an MVP and threw for 5,200 yards and set records because he's got the coach and the quarterback. And I have no doubt that whenever Travis Kelsey, who, you know, had 25 more catches this year than the next closest tight end, so he's still in the prime of his career. But whenever Kelsey falls off the cliff, I have no doubt that Reed and Mahomes will keep it going. And I just, I find it fascinating that no one talked about Burrow signing that deal or signing that deal at coming up. No one talked about Allen doing it. No one, you know, obviously Deshaun got the fully guaranteed deal, which is a unique thing in and of itself. But the coach quarterback situation of Kansas City, we can't say it's the best we've ever seen because we saw Brady Belichick. But I do think that you can make an argument that it is a top three coach quarterback duo 
in modern NFL history and you'd have to throw Montana Walsh into it. Like it's, it's just this thing that is scary to bet against and pick against. And it feels like they're going to be relevant for as long as Andy Reid wants to coach. Well, it's interesting that you say Montana Walsh. I think that, I think a lot of football fans just like they get older and they kind of like thing years blend together. People have a hard time separating or like remembering who were on those 49er teams. So they won uh, five championships. Walsh was there for three. Uh, Rice was there for three. Montana was there for four. So he's the one that has, you know, he was the one consistent piece there. Seifert came in and then they won a Super Bowl with Montana and then they won one with Young. But I'm, I'm only bringing that up because I think right now, I mean, that on the precipice of that, of this game, that to me is a very real conversation because I thought that the Chiefs were going to be in a transitional year and they, they made said it they to were this in a game. transitional year. Exactly. With the way they managed their salary cap and the moves they made this offseason. So to get here in, in that type of season, they've got a pretty good cap situation going to next year. They can make their team better. So, yes. yeah, if they win and Mahomes is what now in his fifth season, sixth, sixth season, five as a starter, five as a starter, six on the roster. Yep. So next year will be his seventh year in the NFL. I mean, conservatively, we're at the halfway point of his career at the end of next season. Conservatively. And it'll be He's, five A it'll be five AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, yeah. two Super Bowl MVPs, and two regular season MVPs. Right. So I mean the, the league and two five thousand yard seasons. Yeah, the league can catch up to court to coaches. Quarterbacks can fall off a cliff, as we saw with guys in their late thirties this year. But man, they would be in a great, great spot moving forward if they win it. Not, I mean, to definitely challenge what you said to be the second best coach quarterback combination in the Super Bowl era, most definitely. Yeah, it's and and man. I think Andy Reid, I mean, health notwithstanding, he's got 14 years with the Eagles and 10 with the Chiefs. I could easily see him going for 14 and 14 or even more with the Chiefs than the Eagles. Like, why couldn't he coach into his 70s if he's healthy? I mean, it. he's going to he's, – he's definitely – if he stays with Mahomes – which obviously he's not going anywhere else, but like if he just, if he coached another five years, he will definitively be a top 10 coach of all time. He's already the second best coach of his era, but he'll have a shot at being considered a top five coach of all time. And he's and he, and Mahomes made him a hall of famer. So who are the top five coaches of the Super Bowl era right now? Lombardi, Belichick, Chuck Noll, Belichick, Parcells, I mean, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the all of the hardware of the other guy. Like like Gibbs is Gibbs and Shula probably have like the the hardware argument, but Parcells has like the impact on the game. Well, Parcells is just as many rings as as Shula. 
Yeah. Shula won two Super Bowls in the 70s, and then Parcells won two with the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, dude, he's – Jimmy Johnson won back-to-back but didn't coach very long. I mean, he's going to have a chance here in the not-so-distant future to climb up that ladder all the way to the second spot. So – I'm just saying – I, I just want I want to look it up real quick. Because I, I did this a while ago, and I just don't remember it. All-time NFL. Because it's like, it's like, it's so weird to, like, compare him to George Hallis. But you know where he is on the career wins list already? Andy Reid. Is he sixth? Fifth. Shula, Hallis, Belichick, Landry, Reid. Landry's another guy. Yeah. Yeah. But Landry's I mean, he's got two. But he's but he's three wins behind Landry. He passes Tom Landry next year. Remarkable. And obviously Belichick is Belichick's 51 wins ahead of him and still coaching. And I think that the I think that him couple things. I think the Eagles winning a Super Bowl and I think Reed winning a Super Bowl with the Chiefs puts his time in Philadelphia in a different kind of paints it in a different new light. I I think that there's more appreciation for those years where they would get to NFC championship games and come up short and the Super Bowl lost to the Patriots. Now that Philly has a Super Bowl and Reed isn't looked at as a guy who never won the big game. Andy Reed is a miracle worker and they were insane at the time for how they felt about it. Andy Reid was ahead of the game. Remember the thing with him was like, he doesn't run the ball. He likes to pass it too much. He's the only offensive lineman I know who doesn't like to run the ball. But, but like now it's a passing league. Yeah. He was, a, he was ahead. He was ahead of his time. Well, he got that from Walsh, but yeah, I would agree. I know. Mean, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying like that the, the knock in Philly was man, he passes too much. Now everyone wants to pass too much. And if you look at it, Kevin Cobb, Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith. Michael Bob, Vick. Michael Vick. Mahomes, they all have their winningest season with Andy Reid. That's crazy, man. Like either their best season statistically or their winningest season. Like, And so he, all those dudes, and then he, as soon as he got a great quarterback – he starts setting records, winning ring, a, a ring, and getting MVPs for his guy. And no one even talks about him as he was not a coach of the year finalist. 14 games, number one offense in the NFL, no Tyreek Hill. Not yeah, even that a finalist. Was, that was a joke. Um, he still, I think, sometimes there are certain things that happen to him in Philly and in Kansas City where there's these in-game situations with him that I yeah. just don't get. Yep, yep. So that could always rear its ugly head in the Super Bowl. We'll see with Sirianni. We saw what Doug Peterson was made of. He called up that Philly special, and that was a turning point play in that Super Bowl. What's Nick Sirianni going to be all about? How does he put his fingerprints on this game? He seems like a pretty cocky, brash guy. I don't think he's going to be a conservative-minded coach here. I think he's going to want to go for the jugular early in this game. And if he doesn't, that'll be a warning sign for me. 
if I'm, I am, I will back the Eagles in this game. I'll bet them. If I see him do some like feeling out process stuff early in this game, some conservative punts or, you know, they're designed to go for it on fourth and short. If he's passing that up to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, that'll scare me. You got to go with what got you here in this situation. Don't let the bright lights of the Super Bowl uh, scare you. So, so I'm just kind of curious. Um, are you waiting for anything? You said you will be backing Philly. I am. I'm waiting it, though. It was two and a half. Now it's one and a half. What do you, what do you, are you going to just do money line? What What are you thinking is going to happen in the market that allows you to bet Philly? Or when are you trying to, what are you trying to spike? Well, if you're watching Danny, just put a recall on because his throat's bugging him a little bit. So don't let the, uh, don't let the lozenge uh, get you off your game. Got to play uh, hard. Got to play hard. Yeah. So, well, I want to see what happens with the Chiefs' injuries because if 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 the Chiefs get good injury news, then that line might flip and Kansas City might be favored, and I can bet the Eagles to win the game with plus money. I might get a money line of plus like one ten, and I'm bet I'm going to bet enough on this game where that difference matters to me. Flipping it from I don't believe that that is going to happen. You don't think we're going to get good news, or you don't think that's going to be enough to move the line? I, I, I will be. I, I bet you on the side that we don't see Eagles at plus money again. I think that that's done. I think that was over. You don't think it can get down to a pick? No. We've had a pick Super Bowl. Oh, so no, I understand. Patriots, the game you were at. No, I understand. Um, I wasn't at the game. I was just there for Radio Row. But yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that we can. I think, I think that most of the football Illuminati believes that the Eagles' roster is much better than the Chiefs' roster, and I don't disagree. But they don't well, have a better coach, and they don't have the better quarterback. So, I, I, okay. So then, what I'll probably end up doing then, if I get to like Friday. And it seems like it's just still sitting there at minus one and a half. I'll crank it out then, because what I am because the other thing I would be worried about is if I waited just until kick, I could see waking up Sunday morning in the lines up to like two or two and a half. I could see that. Oh, well, see, yeah, I mean, dude, I think that if you see, I mean, it's already hit two and a half, and now it's back to one and a half. But I think. If you get bad Chiefs injury news, you don't think there's any way it gets to three? No. I think the highest it goes is two and a half. I think if it gets to three, it's there, like, and then it's gone. Yeah. Well, that, 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 right that did down. happen. That that, that happened yeah. Sunday for a millisecond. Um, But, yeah, it's a uh, – it's a great matchup, man. This is a great game. The The, the – Championship Sunday were great matchups. The two one seeds, the two 14 win teams, Andy Reid against his own team, old team, the MVP against the guy who was the MVP favorite for half the year. Um, injury questions with both quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks, the brothers Kelsey in the Super Bowl, like t- t- two great fan bases. This is a this is a great, great, great Super Bowl. I would say on paper, as far as the storylines and stuff for the game, 
I would definitely say it's better than last year with Rams and Bengals. I would say, I would say if it wasn't for like COVID kind of putting a damper on everything, I don't think it lives up to Chiefs Bucks just because of Brady against Mahomes. So I would put yeah. that ahead of it. But uh, I'd probably yeah. I'd probably put ahead probably put it ahead of Niners uh Niners Chiefs. I'd probably yep. put it ahead of Patriots Rams, uh Patriots Eagles. So I'm now starting to go back a ways. Patriots Falcons on paper. I mean it's one of the best Super Bowl matchups I think we've had in the last 10 years. Yeah. In ter- certainly in terms of storylines. We'll see if the game plays out that way. But the there are a ton of storylines uh, for, for this game. But, all right, you travel. We will do – you will come prepare. You will be doing FanDuel TV. I will have all of my stuff from Rivers. So, so the next one will be updated storylines for the game. And do we want to make a pledge? We'll do a show bet. Do we want to make a pledge that we each bring five bets? Oh, I'll have stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just, you know, I mean, it's the, it's, I always say the Super Bowl is also the Super Bowl of gambling. Like it's the, it's the gambling. Did you you coin that? That's bad. That's good. That's. I'm just saying it's the Super Bowl of gambling. It's, it's the best gambling event. It's the single, you know, obviously March Madness. I I enjoy more just because, you know, that weekend of 64 teams down to 16, but you got to have a minimum of 10 bets in this game. So I'm going to try to sell you on bets. You're going to try to sell me on bets. Yeah, I'm down. And we'll, we'll do that. uh, We'll do that Thursday night. Cool, dude. I'll talk to you from the desert. All right. Safe travels. Have fun. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Spencer Ray, our executive producer, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, first in pot.